Welcome back to the Call Me Larry podcast, the only podcast that runs a bed and breakfast for spider monkeys. <laughs> How we doing today, Zach? I can't decide if I'm sauced out or I need more sauce in my life. It's all about the sauce. It's all about the sauce. Dude, we have a habit of ordering food from different locations just to acquire whatever sauce they offer. Because every different place has their own specialty sauce, and then we take those and we mix them, and then we add them with whatever we have in the fridge. And I can't, cho- I can't choose if I never want to do it again or if we need more. I think we're part of the sauce confederation. The sauce uh, confederation? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if I was going to spread the good word of the sauce confederation, uh, SC for short, uh, you know, it, it, it it's not about the singular sauce but it's about the sauces as a whole right and the be- the best way the best way for me to speak to that is uh you know i've been known to go to mcdonald's on occasion and buy dollar menu items just to justify or ask for more sauce packets do you think they'd give it to you if you didn't buy anything i don't know but i don't want to push my luck like mcdonald's workers um you know i i totally appreciate them and i i, I feel for anyone that's worked there especially in the food industry um, I don't want to like be the guy that's like, yeah, I ordered a diet Coke. Can I get 10 packets of honey mustard? On the side? <laughs> like, <laughs> Cause I have a bunch of dino nuggets at home that I don't want to go buy a whole thing at. Wait, for, uh, actually, the, at the store. this is crazy. Um, was not planning on talking about this, but what we just talked about right there had helped remind me, uh, have you heard about the Szechuan sauce at McDonald's? Yeah, I know a lot of the Rick and Morty stuff. Yeah, yeah. So to give a little background, uh, I think back when the first Mulan movie came out, McDonald's did a uh, Szechuan sauce like uh, limited time edition, like limited edition special. Was that in like the eighties or something? Yeah, it was like eighties, nineties, something like that. Like, but a little bit before our time. Uh, So they did a they did it like a Szechuan sauce special at their stores uh, to coincide with the release of Mulan. So that sauce apparently was very popular. And, uh, you know, people enjoyed it and, and, you know, died down or whatever and life moved on. Then in something like, uh, you know, mid 2000s, Rick and Morty, I think it was season two or three, uh, they come in and one of the characters from Rick and Morty, Rick, uh, he actually has a whole episode where the basis of that episode is <laughs> him Szechuan going sauce. back in time to That's get the funny. Szechuan sauce because he missed it. I thought that was a couple of years ago. It was like two, three Maybe four or five years ago, somewhere in there. It was a it was a little while ago. Like yeah. it was a decent amount of time. At I least, dude, I just went from two to five years ago, as if like that's recent. I went from like yesterday yeah, to I'd five say, years. Ago. I think it was like four to five years ago at least. Yeah, it, it was, was a while ago. So like 2015, 2016. And the reason I know that is because I was one of uh, the people that went on the journey to try to acquire Szechuan sauce. And what what had happened was. McDonald's had uh, actually done a collab with Rick and Morty after Rick and Morty had like ousted them for the sauce. Like when they made that episode of the Szechuan sauce, then McDonald's actually did a collaboration. Oh yeah. So yeah, they they right. they they're like, hey guys, we're gonna uh, redu- uh, we're gonna reintroduce uh, limited edition Szechuan sauce for uh, one day at our McDonald's restaurants for Rick and Morty fans. That sounds and like a disaster waiting. Oh, well, you you don't even understand the half of it. Um, I, dude, so, so I think they grossly underestimated the amount of fan base that Rick and Morty has and it was riots. It was straight riots. And the reason I know this is I was there. So I went with my friends and we were like, you know, a little, a little meme um, you know, memeing it up and we're like, Hey, let's go get some Szechuan sauce. It'll be fun on launch day. I pulled up to one McDonald's 
line out the door around the corner. People dressed up as Rick. People dressed up as Morty, holding signs. Where's the sauce? Wait, people dressed up as the characters from the show just to go get something from McDonald's. It was a whole experience. Did you have to? What did you have to order just to get sauce, or could you just acquire I, sauce? Well, here was the thing: no one got the sauce. Wait, what? The the restaurants at Max had allocations of ten to twenty packets. Dude, what? That's you like had nothing. You had I was in I, I was in a, a high traffic area. You had hundreds of people that came for these sauces throughout the day, and they had ten allocated packets. Now I'm not gonna knock the workers at McDonald's, but if I was a worker it's at McDonald's, well, no, 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 it's not their fault. I'm saying that the no mo- by corporate. Oh, corporate, terrible. Yeah, yeah. But the people that worked at McDonald's, if I knew there's only ten packets, I'm taking five of those right off the bat. Right, yeah. like I'm, I work there. I have a entry level job. I'm taking some packets. That this is like a limited edition thing. It's the same thing as uh, workers at, uh, you know, Walmart and stuff that like scalp electronics when they first come out. It's I, I, I understand why the public might get frustrated by that, but I also understand the plight of the worker there. Aren't they worth a ton of money now for whatever reason? Yeah, so I'm getting there. So, needless to say, they grossly underestimated the amount of people that were interested in getting these. Uh, and it was more of just like a ha ha ha. We'll do it to support you guys <laughs> and tell you on social media so you think that we care. But yeah, like, yeah. we're gonna just gonna send a few packets in like a envelope to our our each of our like stores, and they were just expecting that maybe one or two people would come in and be like, "Hey, do you guys have like the Rick and Morty thing?" Um, yeah. So it was an absolute riot blowout. Uh, the demand extremely outweighed the supply, and. I had gone to five different McDonald's in a day with my friends. Each one riots out front. And I'm saying like riots, like hundreds of people outside of McDonald's with signs. Like, where's my sauce? That's insane. It was crazy. I have never experienced anything like that. And it's crazy because when I, it's wild because when I think back on that, I was like a part of history in the sense that, (laughs) dude, have you ever had people riot over Szechuan sauce? Me? No, but apparently you have. Have you ever heard of that? Like, no. Not right? until you're telling the story right now. Yeah. Oh, you haven't heard of that at all. So that was a whole thing, and it was on the news. I was on the news. I, I like I, I wasn't a rioter. I was just like someone that was You're just like, there, yeah. I was yeah. there. In the crowd. But like the, the crowds were getting news publicity. There was police. It was insane. Dude, do you think, um you know, one of the previous episode of Larry Land, we were talking about how that we just kind of blindly trust history books and we just go with it. You know, whatever happens, happens. And we, we believe whatever they said. Do we think that that might get written about in the history books? And it's just like some ludicrous thing from the 2000s where it's like, and rioters lined up today for a Szechuan sauce from yeah, McDonald's. Yeah. No, yeah. They undersold and they had, did not have enough quantities. Things yeah, yeah, turned yeah. violent when there was not enough Szechuan sauce. And Rick and Morty, they started using the middle finger as a greeting. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I did it like a newscaster, but... <laughs> no, no. You know what I think of? Um, I think... You know how Google has those uh, days on the days of their like Google calendar? Oh, yeah. Like the and they like, change to... the Google logo and they're like, on this day, this happened yeah, yeah. 50 years ago. Yeah. It's like, dude, I could see in the future. It's just like a bunch of, you know, like Rick and Morty shaped objects. And yeah. it's just like fire burning behind it. It's like the day we yeah. ran out of Szechuan packets. <laughs> I could see like Rick and Morty running away from an angry crowd and they just have all the Szechuan with them. And like, they're like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so Morty, I, tr- Morty, get to the ship, Morty. <laughs> so i had um i again i tried to get this sauce i tried to get the sauce and i couldn't um and i was really disappointed because i spent the entire day the entire day um 
you know, trying to get the sauce and going all these riots. We were on news and stuff and we walked away with none, but it was an interesting experience that being said. So McDonald's received uh, a huge backlash from the community. And the reason being is, you know, they didn't have any, they really had virtually no sauce for people and people wanted the goddamn sauce. So they backtracked, they apologized. And what they ended up doing was re-releasing the Szechuan sauce in higher quantities at a later date. Um, and at that point in time, I had attempted again to get the sauce. I succeeded. Yeah. How much you get? I got five packets of Szechuan sauce, which is still coveted. Like, that was still a lot. Do you people, still have them? People, well... <laughs> Wait, well, actually, hang on, I remember this now. Well, well, people... St- yeah. People still could not get the sauce. It was... They they had restocked it, and instead of having 10 packets, they had 50 packets, right? Yeah, Like, yeah, it yeah. was not a lot. I mean, it's still not enough. So, I went to... I went to a couple different places. I actually think I went near our school, and... I like to the places that were maybe less traveled and I had asked yeah. them, I was like, do you guys have any Szechuan sauce? So I get to this one place and this guy, he's looking at me. And he's, oh, did he's, he hook you up? Yeah. He, well, he's yeah. the manager and he's looking at me. He's like, Oh, you want the Szechuan sauce? I was like, yeah, you know, I, I, I called earlier and you guys said you had it. And he's like, Oh, I don't know. Like I, we we're all out. And I was like, you know, I was there on the day that they released and I was really disappointed with my friends. And I was wondering, do you know anywhere else I might be able to find it? He's like, hold on one second. So he walks away. He comes back um, and he pulls four Szechuan pockets out of his pocket. And like, dude. <laughs> out of his personal stash? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no cap. Like, like yeah, legit. Yeah. He, he told me, he's like, I have a personal store and I, I feel for you. Here's four packets. That's wild. My eyes lit up. That being said, those packets were very warm. <laughs> and they were also like beat up. Batman stores those in his pants. Yes. yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, dude, he's just walking around with on in his pockets all at all times. But they, it was warm and um they were like they were like uh beat up, the packets. They were like clearly had seen some shit. Dude, so I actually, I've never heard that full story, but I remember when we were in college at one point in time, I think you asked me to go into your desk in our bedroom for like your wallet or something that you need me to read to you. Like you just didn't have it on you. And I'm like digging around at your desk and I find all these packets of oh, sauce yeah, yeah. and I'm just like, and it means nothing to me at the time. Like I don't understand what's going on, even though I know apparently I had like $500 yeah. in my hand, like whatever. And, and I'm just like, yeah, dude, you know, and I give you what you need and I go, why the fuck do you have this? Like, what is the meaning of this? And I didn't know until right now, like, what was actually going on there, which is so funny. Dude, I wonder how much those packets are worth. I honestly wouldn't be surprised try. if they were worth 20 to $50 each. Uh, but that being said, I have consumed a couple over the years. I had, a t- I think I had a total collection of six. How was it? Because um, I got from three different McDonald's, right? I yeah. had, like, one packet, one packet, because they only allocated you one, and then that one guy hooked me up with four. Yeah. Um, the sauce is really good, but... I still have four packets saved, and this is like some wedding, bachelor party, like this is like life events type stuff that you crack <laughs> those packs, right? Oh so I have them hidden in it right now, uh, but it's so funny that that entire thing happened, right? Right, That entire exchange, and what? I've walked away with it like treasure. I mean, it's just so <laughs> funny about how like shows can influence the real world like that. And the, the importance of sauce. Oh, dude, sauce. You can't go living without sauce. Well... I, well, it's funny because I buy a lot of this food from these restaurants to get sauce without even wanting the food. That being said, 
you know who does want the food? Your girlfriend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I can always find between my girlfriend and one of my friends that he just... It's either he, your girlfriend or me. I'm oh, down. dude, dude. Uh, actually, Scuba Steve. Scuba Steve plows food. Yeah, the, that are, The that man, are... so he, again, he's, he's like he's like a relatively like small person, right? Yeah. But he eats enough like for three Jasons yeah. at least. Big it's Larry crazy. Jeff is usually down too. Oh, my gosh. But between Scuba Steve, Big Jeff, and my girlfriend... If I even yeah. if I buy that food, someone's gonna eat it. Dude, it's girl, the, see that's the thing that was like I think we talked about this on a past episode. I don't know which, but like girlfriends are always hungry. They're always hungry. Like if you go to McDonald's, like even if you're getting Szechuan sauce, whatever, always order the large fry, even though your girl said, "I'm not hungry. I don't want anything. Whatever." Because you damn know well, you know damn well that as soon as you get that food into your car or oh, whatever, yeah. they're they want some of whatever you have, and you have to account for that. But it's just so funny because it's like they don't want food until you have food. You have to plan for this. But the thing is, is like if if you don't plan for the girls to eat, they're not going to do it on their own. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I, I forget what episode we talked about this, but it's just like all of a sudden, like you don't have food for them and they didn't go to the lengths to make sure that they were going to eat and that they were going to be fed and not hangry. And all of a sudden, it's your problem and it's your fault. And so you have to make sure that your girlfriend is getting fed so that you're not stressed out about how hungry they are. Yep. Yep. And uh, just to, to real quick, go back to the sauce because while you were just explaining that, you I looked, looked it, up. it up. Okay. So the original first run of Szechuan sauces are going for like 100 to $200 a packet right what? now. No way. Well, they were originally going for like 1000 to 5000 on launch day. That's why I saw prices of people buying packets for five thousand dollars for a packet, and since then, you know, people have kind of calmed down because it's just sauce. Right? <laughs> was that recent? It's like yeah. six years ago. It was yeah, it was more of like a pop culture thing at the time. But yeah, the yeah. the ones I have, the second run sauces, are going for like twenty to twenty five a pop. So I have easily, I have a hundred dollars of sauce just chilling on me. Would you rather? Do you think it's worth it to sell it, or would you rather just hundred percent keep it? Hundred percent keep, yeah. keep it. That doesn't matter to me. I'd rather yeah. keep it for the experience. And all the memories contained with yeah, it. Yeah, or like literally it's like a bachelor gift and you should be getting him something nice. It's just a, a gross crinkled packet of McDonald's sauce that's 10 years old. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're going to be <laughs> – Zach, you're going to be getting married, right? And your your wedding present, little do you know, is going to be a packet of sauce. I might sell it. At that point, you got to – yeah. It'll be a packet of sauce and whiskey. And be like, all right, that's it. It's like everyone so else is getting you. It's like too. someone gets you like a chair. Someone it's gets like, you like a blender. Yeah, you know, like yeah, the, yeah. what is it called? The registry, like yeah, a wedding yeah, registry. Register. And then it's like just from your best bud. It's just like, yeah, here's some session <laughs> on. Or it's sauce. like a, you know what a pickleback is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a pickleback where you put the juice, you put the sauce Whiskey into the and shot. Sauce? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, I'll get you. I'll get you. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Johnny Walker Blue label and oh, uh, some Szechuan sauce. I mean, Johnny Walker Blue is pretty good. So that, yeah, and then, good. and then you just, dude, imagine how good it is with Szechuan sauce in it. <laughs> Why are girls always so lazy but always so strong at the same time? For example, like Nicole will always, my girlfriend will always want to just like be a potato and just chill and like lay around and do literally nothing. But she, and then she can't like carry in groceries. Like she's not strong enough to do certain things. But then all of a sudden I come home and the entire bedrooms move around. Like this girl picked up furniture, put it on the other side of the room, brought the TV over here. She created a shelf. She hung light. She did all these different things. It's like, where does that come from? Girl power, man. It's a special ability. Haven't you seen a uh, Wonder Woman? It's like, that's no, very different. She's literally a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, all girls got that power. Um, no, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy to me because I, I think I think what it comes down to is 
men have a baseline and they don't deviate far from that baseline for the most point. It's like, I do this, I don't do this, I do this, I don't do this. Uh, I'm sitting on the couch, but I can do this. Like it, it's, it's very like straightforward where uh, girls can, you know, be like, I'm not doing anything to like, let's go. We're, we're going yeah. 10, we're going on a 10 mile hike and then we're going to Chipotle and then we're going to go on a Ferris <laughs> wheel. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, very, yeah. it's very like, you know, like men, men are more like, I have the capability. I don't have the capability and women are like, I want to, I don't want to. And if they want to or they don't want to, whatever they want, that is the way it's going. Yeah, 100%, right? dude. It's like it, no one – we could both be extremely hungover, but if Carly wants to do something, we're doing it. <laughs> and if she doesn't want to do something, we're not doing it. <laughs> where's the Where's the line that you draw there, though? I feel like if I was super hungover and someone was like, all right, we're going for a 10-mile hike, I'm like, nope, would rather die, not leaving, not getting out of bed. Like what's the I don't know. Dude, I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's tough. Um, because like even getting up for brunch that hungover is brutal, dude. I I don't know. I'm I'm just not a big brunch guy. I, are you are you a brunch guy, dude? I can get drunk at 11 a.m. on a fucking Sunday, but it's justified. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. I'm a brunch guy. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, for me, I I I gotta either eat or drink. I'm very binary. Right, it's like we're either drinking now or we're eating now. <laughs> Ones and zeros here, people. It's, yeah, it's not yeah, good yeah, too yeah. It, There's different modes. There's different stomachs, you know. Uh, it, it, so I'm like a cow. I got two stomachs. It's like the drinking stomach or the, yeah, or the eating stomach. That's how my girlfriend is too. She has a dessert, a dinner stomach, and a dessert stomach. No matter yeah, how full she is, she can but always. But mine's fill with alcohol and stomach. like eating. And the problem is that if I eat too much or drink too much, I and I'm doing both, I I'm not gonna be happy one way or another. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I'm either going to be too full and can't drink anything, or I'm going to be too drunk and can't eat anything. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's more about, like, the basicness of brunch is, like, oh, yeah, we get to go out, we get to have mimosas, we can have, I can have, like, eggs benedict at 2 p.m. Like, I don't know, it's just something about it is just great. And then you get catered to, and then you spend way more money than you probably should, and then you go wander around in the middle yeah, of the that's day the, like, well, that's with the a nice other thing. That's the other thing, though. It's, like, you're dropping, like, a hundo at, like, brunch easy easy if you're hanging out for two hours plus like there is a hundo being dropped at least per person that, that, that's like depending on where you go i guess depending on where you go but from my experience brunches are not cheap either i mean yeah once you start getting mimosas and drinks involved with brunch before you know not it, if you go to a place with bottomless bottomless mimosas yeah but they usually charge a fee but yeah i, I guess all that being said brunch can be good but it, it may be it, maybe it's just not my vibe i mean i feel that but like I don't know. For example, Nicole loves brunch. Like, so it makes it easy to want to go out. But something else that she also is curious about is why we use the words that we do for the language that we have. Like, why like do we, we call brunch? Yeah. For example, like, I, guess I mean, what, that, breakfast, lunch. That's one but example. What is, I, wait, actually, here's the thing. Breakfast makes sense, right? Because you're breaking fast. You're breaking your fast. Yeah. But what, what is lunch? Where what, did that come from? What the fuck's dinner? Munch, and like, I'm a munch for lunch. Like, <laughs> I want a munch, so I'm gonna call it lunch. Like, and what is dinner? Like, I'm a winner. I don't know. Like, I, I made it through the day. Uh, we're talking like medieval times. Yeah, like, I survived yeah, the day. Yeah. I get dinner. I'm a winner. Well, dude, like, it's like I mean, I think that's just how English works. Where it's like, have you seen the meme about pineapple in every other language? I f- I forget what it is in every other language. It's very similar in all the Romance languages, like Greek, oh, like whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. pronounced super similar. And it's like they, it's like they brought it up to the guy who made the English language, and they go, "Sir, we found this." What should we call it? And he goes, pineapple. 
And they're like, well, you know, it's called this in just about every other language. And, nope. Pine. Oh, oh. Apple. You're saying every other language calls it something else. And I don't, I don't know what it is, like but it's, a very, it's very similar. Yeah, but the, yeah. this guy was just like, nope, we're going to call it that. And so then English it takes words, makes them what we want. I mean, I guess it's like what language is. But what's funny about it is the fact that it's just sounds that we're making and you understand what I'm saying. Like you have click languages where, or you have like lizard languages, something like that. And then you understand what that person is saying because you just speak the language. Well, what I also think is funny is when you hear another language say, you know, I've been known every now and then to watch a uh, Spanish soap opera. Or uh, watch, I, I do watch a lot of uh, anime and other languages, especially Japanese. You love to watch shows that have subtitles. And yeah. I just, dude, I can't do that because I end up reading the subtitles while I'm trying to listen to the show. You, it's a, it's a, it's a acquired like skill. You got to get used to it, right? Yeah. Um, but the funniest thing is when they're in completely another language, and then it's just like, uh, you know, speaking this other language, speaking this other language, restaurant, and then just going back <laughs> to speaking another language. Or in your case, you know, it's like blah 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 pineapple. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Back. And I'm just like wait what what's going it, on it here? randomly gets thrown in you're <laughs> yeah, so confused yeah. dude but the funny part about that is so we're talking about how you know language is weird because there's sounds and you know sounds that you're connecting and like kind of threading together but imagine if you went to some foreign land like you went to africa right and you know how the, there are those jokes about how you go to africa and you show the people there you know who are indigenous and have never heard of the beatles or something and you show them a picture of you know like maroon five and you're like oh this was one of the greatest bands of all time or something like that like justin yeah, bieber and yeah. it's like this is the greatest hockey player ever or something like that just indigenous peoples that aren't kept to, uh, kept up to that aren't kept up to date with like the internet yeah right yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and so for example and i have to give nicole the credit here because she's the one who kind of came up with this joke which is so funny to me what was it was that what if you told people that objects like you gave them a different language or gave them a different word for an object so for example we call a laptop a laptop it's a it's a computer that goes in your laptop but what if you're like yes and you hold up a laptop and you go this is called titties. These, <laughs> this is titties. And then they call that that. And so then they go into, you know, that you go into modern society and you're like, I will have the titties, please. And they excuse me? What do you mean you have the titties? Oh, wait, the titties, the titties. <laughs> and you're pointing <laughs> yeah, at the yeah, laptop, yeah. but they just don't get it. So you yeah, can legitimately yeah. just mess with people. It's like, where did words come from? It's wild. Uh, well, it, it's funny you say that. And this, again, just happened to be uh, the case. But Rick and Morty had a, uh, an episode where Rick creates an entire universe inside a battery to charge yeah, his car. I've, I've seen it's it. Like yeah, a, it's funny. It's like, so he creates this whole universe inside a battery to be like, hey, to, to create it so that he that, that charges power and creates energy to, to just power doesn't, his car. Doesn't the universe inside of the universe create its own well, universe? Well, so, like well, well, so that's all. So he creates this universe okay. to, to, charge, to charge his car. I, I've created a super battery that has an entire universe of people within it, like yeah. galaxies yeah, yeah, yeah. and... And a whole civilization of people. So he goes into this battery because the battery is dead or whatever, right? And he comes down, uh, whatever he does, he shrinks down or whatever and enters He goes into the battery to figure out what the problem is. And so he comes down and the first thing he does is he walks out of his spaceship and he hooks both his fingers up and he flips everyone off with his fingers. (laughs) And then they they all shout and cheer. Right, because the, Rick is, the, is is their god, yeah, and yeah. so what he does is he looks over to Morty and he's like, "Morty, I told them that this means hello." <laughs> <laughs> so then they're all sticking their middle fingers up. So it's just a crowds of hundreds of thousands of yeah, these aliens all giving everyone the finger, they're, and they're just screaming, shouting, 
and and he's just walking around, you know, bowing. And I, I just thought it was so funny. And it goes along the lines of when when you have that kind of like disconnect, or there's like a um, you know, like a new word or a new technology yeah, that you bring. It can, it can mean whatever that you, you can say tell. Means, you can tell yeah. somebody what if they that's don't funny. know it, whatever it is, right? And if there's no one there to correct you, that is what it is to them. Dude, that's hilarious. But it's also like you know, on the Calmulary podcast and really just our lives in general, we use all these random sounds and like random things that we just, for some reason you and I understand. And I don't think anyone else would get like, all of a sudden you just go, yo, the beeps are booping. And and I understand that that <laughs> means that someone rang the doorbell and we need to go answer the door or the phone, your phone is ringing or like the beeps are booping to the beep booped. And then we beep the bop boop beep. Like, I don't know why I get what you're saying. Cause I really shouldn't, but I do pretty much every time. Yeah. Like I can figure it out no that's a crazy kind of realization and you know we might be part robot uh given how much we beat boops but no if i'm part robot my head needs to remove itself from my body like scuba steve was talking about and go work out while i'm watching tv uh yeah i think we all need to do that in quarantine a little bit (laughs) no but what you're just saying brings up a crazy revelation because what is language right it's it's just it's a shared form of communication between two parties, two two individuals, two people, a a organization, right? A group. Yeah, dude, it's just sounds that you understand what I'm saying. Exactly. So we have in some ways created our own language where you're saying that I could say the same thing four times, but you understand what it means every time. Isn't yeah. that kind of scary? Like that we've just started to create our own kind of verbiage and communication verbally. Yeah. What? Like, I mean, dude, it's it's when you're that close to people and you can kind of create your own code words and stuff. Like, I don't know about you, but I did that with friends when I was a kid. It's just certain oh, yeah, words. Certain things friends, are, yeah. For example, in our day and age, like when, you know, I guess when we were younger and now we have uh, a generation that's a little bit younger than us, but you have, you start to v- develop your own slang. I remember being younger and saying, oh, that's sick, dude, when I was like 16 and my grandmother was like, are you, are you gonna throw up like are you yeah, okay yeah, yeah. like and they're like i don't it's get so it funny. or for it's example so we were talking about the word the um the phrase no cap which you just said yeah. and at first i didn't know what that meant until someone explained it to me like you kind of just come up with these new things and i think a lot of it comes from pop culture music like rappers like kind of just creating new things and trying to drive linguistics yeah i mean it's also i think it's just also pop culture in general right like um we're working on this podcast right now and you know, we're pumping out these episodes and you know, it's good for the program. <laughs> That's another one, right? Dude, as long as the program profits, we're good. <laughs> there we go. That's a new one we picked up, right? Uh, my Throw friend. that directly on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good for, good for the program. CML, good for the program. Yeah. Um, but that's a, that's a new one that we picked up, right? My, my friend... Uh, he's a big better, right? And he's been giving me a bunch of betting picks on like NHL. You want to tell him what you just did before we came in here? Yeah, yeah. So, so as my one friend uh, has been extremely hot on NHL picks, and you know we've been we've been texting back and forth, we've been winning, and he's like, it's good for the program. I'm like, ooh, I like that, right? And that's what that's what we're saying here, right? Um, Zach, on the other hand, has been unbelievably cold. Like I'm talking like sub zero temperatures <laughs> on his NHL picks, right? He's O for like five or O for six. Dude, right my now? beeps have not booped one time, <laughs> not one time. So, so he's missed every bet, and you know I followed a couple. Um, he's he's followed a couple and just set a couple. But tonight, I decided with how good his losing streak is that <laughs> it would be it would, words have never been said before. I went and I went. I looked at all the NHL games for the next day for tomorrow, 
and I, I asked him what he, who, or who he thought was going to win each one of those games. Uh, and whoever he said he thought he was going to win, I bet $10 on the other team. <laughs> <laughs> and then on top of that, I made a parlay, $1 to win like 500 or 400 um, with all of his fades. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, I, I yes, I thought that was funny. It I could then, be good for the program. I then proceeded to take a parlay with all of my actual picks. So we're going to find out who does better tomorrow. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, yeah. it's probably not going to end well in either of our favorites, but... You never know. You never know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but that also that also reminds me of, uh, you know, we both have our betting sports books and we like to bet just for fun. But there's this whole concept of arbitrage. So arbitrage is so uh, crazy it, it, to think about, right? And the whole idea behind arbitrage is you have, say, someone produce an object you have you have you have a company create an object and it costs this price right let's say it's let's say it's paper towels right and these paper towels cost five cents each then you go over and you look on something like amazon and the cheapest price for towel paper towels being sold on amazon are 10 cents a piece right uh, you now have an arbitrage of five cents between the create like there's there's someone that's not posting their listings on Amazon for this product, right? That you're able to get for five cents. So just by reposting it to Amazon, you can get 100% profit. So the example is you could buy it at five cents a piece, sell it for 10 cents a piece and automatically make your money back plus five cents. Well, well, no. I mean, there's going to be fees, shipping and stuff. But All right, just, just dumb it down profit. just as far as You can make a profit, go. right? You, it's, it's literally, I spend money and I purchase a product and then I just reroute it. And it's also, I think, arbitrage kind of goes under the same umbrella as yeah, drop shipping. Yeah. If you've heard of drop shipping, yeah, no, I get it. It's crazy that that exists even in this day and age, since Amazon and eBay and like you say, like Walmart are just behemoths that own the entire pro like food chain process yeah. or supply chain process. But arbitrage is such a crazy thing to think about. And Zach and I, we place our bets online sometimes and you get like odds boost and stuff like that where uh you'll get a little bit of extra money and if he places his odd boost on his book and i place my odd shh, boost on shh, shh. they're gonna hear you <laughs> they're gonna know <laughs> please don't suspend our accounts we we spend a lot of money in other ways on your accounts sports books yeah my name's but... my name is jeff on your account anyway so or on your book anyway so don't worry about it <laughs> yes, yeah, we're good. whatever we're fine but but we both place arbitrage bets in our or our place profit boosted bets on our accounts and we're able to arbitrage yeah. that whole idea and concept of being able to arbitrage and just just like get free it's free money right yeah just by connecting point a to point b is very interesting and intriguing to me i mean you can correlate that to a lot of things though like for example you're talking about with betting arbitrage it takes very little to no effort where it's all of a sudden like you'll hit me up you found this bet we can send it it's guaranteed 20 bucks whatever right but, you know, you can kind of relate that to, like, flipping houses, selling cars, like, any any kind of product, like you were talking about with the paper towels. If you can buy it for a cheaper price and sell it for more, it just depends how much effort in the middle that you put in is what's going to make it Facts. worth your while. So, yeah. you can, you know, you can buy a house for, like, $150,000 or something and sell it for five hundred k, and then subtract whatever amount of work you put into it, and then you just made a fat payday. Yeah, I mean, I guess so then like flipping houses or 
uh, selling properties and you know selling products, drop shipping. Is that all like kind of cla- that all kind of falls under a form of arbitrage? I would say arbitrage is more when you have guaranteed cash. Like if you know for a fact that if you buy something or you acquire some kind of um, product or something like that that you know you can buy like for a fact outright you can get it for a lower price than what you're going to sell for like you know what's going to go see the thing with betting arbitrage is that when we send those bets we know for a fact in the morning there's going to be an extra 20 to 30 40 dollars whatever in our accounts as far as flipping houses cars couches you know whatever you don't know for a fact. I mean, maybe you do. Maybe you know the market. Maybe you know how it's going to work, but you can't guarantee that's going to happen. And also like with products like that, you have to put middle ground. You have to put work in. And so then that's going to lose you money from whatever you're going to sell it at finally. It just depends. It depends yeah. on what your skill set is. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. Doesn't arbitrage sound like a bad thing, right? When you say it. It sounds like sabotage. Well, yeah, exactly. It sounds like negative, yeah. but it's actually encouraged. Uh, not by the books, but no, 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 no. I I, like, I looked it up and like arbitrage is encouraged in markets, especially stock markets and stuff like that, because it creates equilibrium. Right. And, uh, it's just a matter of if you're the person that finds the arbitrage and acts on it, you're the beneficiary. Right. But it's important for equilibrium in the market across the board. And apparently arbitrage is, is good for a healthy market. Really? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's just weird because it does. It sounds like sabotage. It well, sounds negative. You heard like arbitrage. You're like, is that person going to jail for that? Like, no, <laughs> but it's no. It's actually encouraged by, legal, yeah. by the markets, competitive markets. Yeah, but so does that mean that essentially if you have – so is that what is you're saying is that if you have one person buying paper towels for $0.10 cents a piece, you have one person buying paper towels for $0.05 cents a piece, and then therefore they average out to 7 and a half. So you have people on either end of the market. You're going to create a balance. And then that's better than just having everybody buy at seven and a half because you create value on one end and, and um, profit on the other. Um, you know, I, I'm not an economist. I, I can't really like speak to that. <laughs> no, you, you can do it. Come on. No, we're going to have to bring in. Uh, I, I have a friend that's an economist, uh, Brendan. He, he's actually an economist. Uh, we're hoping to get him back on here soon. Well, he's been on, dude. Number four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Kanye and anime. Um, but we're, we're hoping to get him back. I think we saved the arbitrage question for him there and see right. how much he knows about it because that's a little bit out of my wheelhouse. So I, I don't know if I'm the expert on arbitrage, but do you know what reminds me of some of the harshest arbitrage in my life that I was on the bad side of? I, I'm going to guess sauce, but I think I might be wrong. No, <laughs> no, I am always a beneficiary of sauce. I always win when it comes to sauce. Jason's got the secret sauce. Uh, no, if I, I think back to freshman year of college, the process of purchasing alcohol from uh, people of age oh, when you're a freshman, dude, you would buy something like the, the lowest grade vodka that would probably cost $8 to $10 for a handle then they would sell it to you for something between like 15 and 20. Those like seniors or whoever was selling these, these, uh, the, the, the liquors and stuff, they would make so much money on straight arbitrage there. Yeah, yeah. It's facts. like, this person can't get this. I can get this. I'm going to buy it for this price and sell it for double. I mean, that's literally just talking about supply and demand. Like, you know yeah. for a fact that you're going to be able to sell this. And so it's like, why the hell not? Especially when you have an uneducated um, consumer market that just has no clue what they're doing. But that being said, when you were younger, and I'm sure a lot of people listening can totally relate, is that you go to great lengths to acquire alcohol, especially when you're incapable of getting it on your own. Like you go up to someone random, have them go into the liquor store for you. Like maybe you just find someone that who's like you 
maybe you know them, maybe you don't. It's just somebody that, you know, y- you find ways that get really, really creative. Whether Wait, have you ever asked somebody like random to purchase oh, yeah. your alcohol as an, uh, you know, underage, uh, you know, college student or whatever that wanted to get beer or something? Oh, 100%. It's worked out great and it's worked out terrible. Wow. Wow. I don't think I've ever done that. That's pretty crazy. A lot of people I know have though. Do you have any like stories that like stand out? Yeah, I remember one time I was with my buddy in Maine and we weren't able to go in on our own quite yet. And in Maine, they sell beer in Walmart. So, and you can go, like, you can't go into a liquor store um, without getting carded, but you can go into a Walmart without getting carded. Yep. And so we walked in and we kind of were just like, all right, how are we going to do this? How is this going to work? So we found some random person. You know what other state sells beer in the Walmart? Just try to guess if there was any state that you can think of that sells. Yep. <laughs> yep. So I've been to Florida a lot. Uh, the one of the best perks of Florida was the Florida fact is weird dude. that it was the like it was a full liquor store in addition to being oh, a Walmart. Yeah, like their yeah. WalMarts are everything. What are the things you can't get at Walmart? I mean, typically alcohol. There you go. And Florida is like fuck it. <laughs> We got guns and ammo over here. We got liquor over there. And by the way, there's tobacco in the back corner. I didn't even think about that. Walmart has guns, Guns beer, groceries, hunting appliances, or appliances, hunting gear, PlayStation 5s. Dude, they're a one-stop shop. Imagine if they put that on the highway. Have you seen the movie WALL-E? Yeah. There's like this this Walmart uh, company that takes over the entire world. Yeah, dude. Why is there not only Walmarts in Florida? Why is there anything else? Why would you ever go to anywhere but Walmart? Uh, price. Maybe it's maybe they're arbitraging. Walmart's <laughs> the best prices around, baby. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't live in Florida. I don't know. Well, you gotta you gotta check out Walmart's. Or sorry, you, you gotta check out Florida's Walmart game is on another level. Well, that's just a down south thing, dude. Because you can get. I've driven down the street in the south, and it's literally like the guns are next to the ammo or next to the the, the fireworks. Like it's just insane. But I know that's the story in Florida too. But what's wild is like so to finish the story it was basically we wandered into this Walmart, found some random person we'd never met before. We're like, all right, we'll meet you out back. We'll meet you up front, like whatever. And so we kind of just go back to the car and are waiting for this dude to wander out with our with our uh, our thirty rack, and we're like, he's not coming. <laughs> and we, we gave him a little more than he needed to buy the 30 rack just as a little incentive and like in our minds we're like all right we're good people therefore he'll be good whatever and it took a while for him to come out and we're like he's just gonna take the money yeah, yeah like yeah. which realistically he should have because you shouldn't be buying for underage like whatever like you know we don't to, promote that at all yeah we definitely not but whatever you know learn my from, sister's, our, learn my from sister, our mistakes my sister when she was underage asked me countless times and not once did i ever buy her alcohol yeah, luckily for me and my buddy, this was actually a happy ending story where we ended up waiting for a really long time and then the guy just wandered out and we saw because we were watching the entrance, like waiting for him to come out. And he wanders out, has the rack in hand, and we're just like, Take all the money we gave you. Like, don't worry about any change. He's like, No, but boys, it's fine. Like, I've been there. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Like and, and he was like, Sorry, it took a while. We were just trying to find something, like whatever. Cause we wandered in, found a random dude who we were like you're sketchy. He looks like he yeah. looks like he'd buy us a thirty rack. Yeah, exactly. And so that's exactly <laughs> like certain what people give off that vibe. Yeah, it's it's like you look a little young, a little sketchy, like whatever. And so it ended up working out really well for us. I've also had experiences where we've tried to do that, and this only happened like a handful of times, so not as bad. But 
um it was where they just took the money and run they like said like no i'm not gonna do that whatever you know you've well, had times where people take the money and run yeah like maybe Damn. a couple i mean there's there's some worse stories that i definitely can't tell over the airwaves so maybe if we ever start a patreon oh yeah no patreon's coming uh, people if you want if you want that good content that extra spicy content it's it's under lock and key and i'm sorry it's not for our safety it's for yours <laughs> but but look out it's coming soon um walmart i'm sorry i i i really like walmart i i just i had to throw this in one more time speaking of guns walmart's getting a lot of free marketing well no speaking of guns podcast. though right uh have you ever like gone shooting yeah i mean i have family down in texas family that's former military still in the military so every time we go down to visit them down south in alabama arizona or texas we end up going out to the ranches and stuff and just shooting at targets oh so so you shoot every now and then so i whenever I, we have the opportunity yeah so i've i've shot a couple times uh really really only once that i went to a shooting range and other than that um you know i've done airsoft um you know air pellets and paintball and it's not the same in the sense that a gun's a gun. A gun's no, a whole other level. Nowhere near. Well, the same there's place. some there's some form and technique that's shared between different. I would uh, say the concept is identical, but the actual like what's going on is very different. Yeah, yeah. And that being said, I'm a good shot with airsoft, paintball, and shooting yeah. uh, as a marksman, right? I'm a good shot as a marksman across the board. Uh, but I had this funny thing that happened to me at Christmas dinner this year. I, I you know I don't know if I told you this, but. Um, so we're at dinner and it, it's my grandparents and my, my grandfather is 90. God bless him. He just turned 90 this year, uh, you know, amidst COVID and everything. We celebrated. We gave him a whole, uh, a whole handful of balloons and we thought he was like the, the man from up. I realized he's about to fly away. Like, <laughs> dude, dude, those balloons were pulling on his arm. Like, Did he have a little Boy Scout next we to him holding put, them down? We need to put some sandbags like on his legs to make sure he didn't fly away. Oh, but, no, no, we have, we have a very cute picture. I, mean, I, I love my grandfather to death. That's uh, but so we're at we're at our dinner and it's just my grandparents and just my mom, dad, and sister, right? And yeah. and my aunt, like very small, very close family. Obviously, we're very concerned with COVID and keeping everyone safe. Uh, so it's just us and my dad. My dad, uh, ever since the pandemic, has gotten a little bit more worried about looting and stuff like that. So you buy a gun. So um, my. My grandfather that passed away on my dad's side had a, a couple guns, and one of them was a revolver. And my, my dad had originally sold them all to his friend, but what he did is he, he went to his friend and he asked his friend to get the revolver back. So he, he, he got the revolver back that was his grandfather's from his friend and bolts and stuff, and he has that hidden away at our house, uh, you know, just as you know, a safety measure, right? But my dad's also like, I had a pretty cool gun. Like, right? He's like, he hasn't owned a gun before and he wants to show off to someone. So who's he going to show off to? The, the, the veteran, right? The veteran in the household. My, my grandfather was a veteran, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So, so we're at Christmas dinner. I'm mid like forking flaming yawn in my mouth. I, like, I, I'm enjoying my Your dinner. elbow deep in the meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my dad walks into the room with a revolver. Like in <laughs> dinner, I'm talking like family dinner. Right, and what he does, I I immediately get up, and my eyes like open wide. I was like, What's "Oh, you're full here? defense mode." Oh, like, well, yeah, I yeah. I know gun safety. This is this is the moment. <laughs> I know gun safety, right? Like, and I, my dad again, I, I love him. He's awesome, but he he he's not a big gun guy. He doesn't know guns well. So you're just like Jeff. What the fuck are you doing? Was, well, first <laughs> off, I was like Jeff has a gun. 
<laughs> and then he goes and he hands it to my my grandfather. And at that point, I'm like, oh my god! I I, I get it up. wasn't loaded, right? I don't know. I mean, I assume it's not, right? Yeah. But I have my dad, who's not the most proficient with guns. And my grandfather, that are now he's now holding a revolver. My dad just handed him a revolver, and I'm yeah. just like, Jesus Christ, Jeff! Like, what a hell, hell of a time to break that out at family dinner on Christmas. Like, don't wait until you're in the like, like, don't yeah. wait until you're in the family room sipping coffee where it's like an appropriate like this is not loaded mid dinner, baby. Yeah, and and my my mom's like, Jeff, what? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, and so he hands it to my 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 grandfather. He's like, Frank, this is a this is a revolver. This was my father's. And, and Frank's like, oh, and, and that's my, my grandfather. And I run over. I run over. I immediately grab the barrel of the gun, and I take it out of their hands. I rip it out of their hands, and I was like, guys, guys, first off, it's loaded. And my dad's like, it's not loaded. I'm like, did you check? He's like, no. <laughs> well, well, he's like, he's never used it. He knows it's not loaded, but he's never even, he doesn't even know how to open the barrel. Yeah, like yeah. it's a revolver, so you have to open the. the I panel. mean, dude, my my family who lives in Texas has bought guns where they bought them and then check them afterwards after they purchased them and got them into their possession to see if they're loaded. And they've been loaded a couple times. Well, there you have it. So like, I saw so me knowing gun safety. Yeah, I exactly. Grabbed the barrel of the gun, kept it pointing not near anyone, and I opened up the chamber and I checked the revolver cylinder. Was right? it empty? Completely empty. Okay, yeah. So that was good, but still, I was like, Grandpa. Some context would have been great. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I, yeah, I, I had to find out. So I was like, Dad, Grandpa, no fingers on the trigger at any time, and don't ever point it at anyone. I know it's not loaded and everything, but like, this is a gun. Yeah, yeah. it's a gun. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen those videos of those Instagram rappers and people that have just picked up a gun from their friend oh, and either dude. shot them or shot themselves dude, and shot horrible. their phone. It's horrible. It's stupid. It's stupid. Yeah. So gun safety is very important, but I it, it was just so funny to me. It, in, in a and I, I had control of the situation. Yeah. But the fact that my dad's just like. Oh, this is a great thing to bring out for Christmas <laughs> dinner. Look at my gun. Jeff loves a story, dude. Yeah. He's and a big story guy. What's funny story. though is that when you started telling that I cut you off because I was like, oh shit. But what my because and you were like, yeah, I jumped up. And in my mind, as you kept telling the story, my when you said I jumped up was I jumped up, took off all my clothes, and went full serpentine. I never came back. Like <laughs> I did, literally immediately one fell swoop. The sweater was off. The khakis were off. You're butt naked running through the lawn, full panic mode. I haven't, known to do that. I haven't known to do that. Yeah, exactly. And you were Grant, Frank, and Jeff were like, what's his problem? Like, where did he go? PTSD. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, guys, I think that's going to do it for this week. Thank you for listening to the Call Me Larry podcast. Give us a follow and subscribe. Give us a comment or review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us out. Give us a like, follow, look at our stuff on Instagram or Twitter. It really helps us out as well. We appreciate you guys so much. As we always say, live, love, Larry. We'll see you next week. Peace. CML is my brand, yeah, a little Huey on the mat, uh, yeah, you don't understand, uh, I'm the man with the plan, uh, I'm rapping there, bitch, I can, uh, I'm on my own stance, on my own beat, yeah, I'm in my own trance, uh, leave him like a mirage, hitting on the back like it's Nicki Minaj.